Welcome to Under the Cardboard Box Podcast, episode... 33. 33. We finally made it. My second episode. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's been like forever since we've done an episode. It feels like a long time. It was January, I think, was the last one. Just after Christmas? Uh, I think, no, December. December? December, yeah. Oh my goodness. We were were on um, that December break. The December break, you're right, you're right. And this was like the, probably, I think maybe the day after Christmas. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, Anyways, welcome, guys. I know that... We have been on a hiatus for a long time. Very. Just so many things. Very long hiatus. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed, this is a different background. Again. Um, yeah. Again. <laughs> uh, we're back at the studio, Soundproof Studios in New York City. Got to give the plug, you know. Yeah. All the Gotta time. Give. All the so, time. So um, we completely renovated the studio. We're sitting in the lobby right now, yeah. which ho- could hopefully become our podcast room as well as, you know, slash lobby and all these other things um that's only if you're if you're watching the video if you're listening uh we have a gray background and a table <laughs> and, 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 and uh, we have walls and a table that's, that's actually a door right it's actually a door so <laughs> my partner geraldi who who he's my my business partner as well in the studio and partner in life and partner in life, <laughs> right, of course <laughs> you know hashtag love wins but uh, you know, so um we uh, he he took a door a physical door that's heavy as heck. Yeah. And yeah. he just made it into a table. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a table until I'm sitting here. And then I looked and I see the, 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 you see the brackets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The brackets where, <laughs> yeah. The, where the, the, the hinges go. And I was like, yeah. this isn't a table. This is a door. This is a door. So it it's the most hipster thing he's done. Um, so I guarantee you those hipsters are going to love this table. Yeah. They, everyone's everyone's going to have one now. A, right. a door table. Now. Absolutely. Um, Metal Gear Solid, right? Yeah. Anyone? Metal Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear everything. Uh, so... Man, I, I I've, thank you so much anyway for uh, all those fans that have reached out to me um, and has, you know, said all these kind words and stuff about the podcast and about the last last episode. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. Hungry for another one. Um, you know, Konami definitely for reaching out and just always being uh, supportive and, you know, just uh, reaching out. Uh, the community manager the, that Konami has is, is he's 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 a good dude. So. Um, and to the fans, you know, you guys kept us alive, always posting on the Facebook or on the Twitter. You know, I saw a few a few people uh, DM me and reach out to me. They slipped right into the DMs and uh, <laughs> they just they just asked me how how we were doing yeah. and when we're coming back. So we are back um, in a way where, you know, we're trying to come back strong. We're trying more to, consistent, more consistency, yeah. um, come back stronger mm-hmm. than ever, you know, as strong as we were before. Before, you know, this hiatus happened, give you guys more regular content, especially right. with things like E3 right around the corner. There's going to be a ton of news to to uh, oh, yeah. catch people up on and inform you guys on. So, you know, always be sure to check in, tune in. Uh, we'll I mean, we'll be doing this as often as we can. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're trying to make it into, uh, you know, a weekly habit again. Uh, so many things happening, you know, with the studio itself. Yeah. Um, on the other side of, of this wall, if you're watching the video is our recording room, which still looks like craziness. And I was just in there to take a phone call and it I looked like I, I felt like I was in a horror movie and right, someone was right. going to come out and kill me. So we're actually filming a horror film. No, I'm just <laughs> so, but, and then a guy comes out and he right, murders just, me and you're like, all right, so this is the right, segment. This is the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and that's where we were before. If you've seen our previous videos, um, you'll see the brick wall and stuff. Yes. So we won't have the brick wall anymore. Like I said, I did. I did warn people, though. I said, hey, no more brick wall in the back. And yeah. I know it was awesome. But we will have a surprise that we'll put right up here. Um, if you're watching the video, you'll see what I'm doing. But um, 
we'll have something right up here that though hopefully will be cool and could um can bring more to the podcast table. Yeah, um, literally more yeah. to this table. It's a yes, this table, this specific wooden table for all of you audio only listeners. <laughs> right. Um. So, Metal Gear Survive is still a thing. Uh, Metal Gear Solid and Hirokojima are still. You know, obviously nothing has been said uh, between that relationship, but Hirokojima is busy doing a lot of things. Absolutely. Um, We're going to get right into the news. But before that, how have you been, man? I've been good. And one thing I do want to say is, uh, you know, I appreciate all the kind comments and words and people being accepting of me. You know, Mm -hmm. the last episode being my first time and being welcome of me, uh, welcoming me to the Under the Cardboard Box family. I know. It's kind of good, man. I'm excited because... Our fan base, you know, they haven't been... In the beginning, they were pretty negative. I remember, you know, getting called all a bunch of names. And then it was just very, very hostile. But I think we grew into a community that really cares about Metal Gear and really cares about us as a, you know, as a provider, as a podcast provider, right? Yeah. But also, like, looking at last episode and reading the emails that we've gotten, like, man, so many people were like, yo, Danny's cool. You know, this is cool, you know, so... Um, we're definitely going to continue bringing you a lot more content, you know, obviously with Danny here. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and yeah, you know, it's just, it, it, it's been such a humbling and, and, and great experience to know that there's still people out there that care. Uh, although, you know, we may seem very small, we're still the number one Metal Gear Solid podcast, which is great. Um, In your face, other so guys that, that may or may not be doing may, this right. too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I thank you for that, and you're right. You know, they they they've definitely uh, introduced you as you know someone that that can you know be here, and and they they like it. You know, yeah, I'm super thankful. And you know, other than that though, everything's been pretty much good. Just video games and work and music and more video games. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots to talk about. In, Absolutely. Uh. So yeah, like I said, news. Uh, Hideo Kojima is going to be in the Tribeca Film Festival. Yep, that's uh, huge. Metal Gear movie, MG, Metal Gear Solid 2 online, and more right after this. The CB News. All right, the Metal Gear News is always brought to you by Metal Gear Informer. That's where we get all of our Metal Gear news from. I constantly check it these guys are doing an amazing job at always consistently following metal gear solid and hideo kojima news the first news is metal gear movie director wants fans to be able to say they did it and that's my metal gear um yes that means that a metal gear movie is in the works right now so it is confirmed yeah um during an interview with website collider Jordan Vogt Roberts, probably butchered that name, uh, director of the Metal Gear Solid movie, was asked for an update on the project. Uh, Roberts answered, they're currently working on the script. Not an easy task for a franchise with such a unique tone. He said, quote, luckily, there are amazing producers on it, but that's a property that is so pure and important to my soul because it's something that I grew up on that I would love to shepherd into the film that it needs to be. I think it'd be a massive film. I think it'd be an incredible film, but it needs to be done in a way that completely honors what Metal Gear is because it's a classic and it's a seminal work, not just in video games, but in media, end quote. Um, yeah, doing justice to the Metal Gear movie is is a no-brainer. Yeah, and I think there's always a, uh, it's always a tricky and slippery slope when it comes to the idea of 
doing uh, an adaptation of a video game into a movie. Yeah. Because so many have been done. Historically. And they've all yeah. sucked. Yeah. Like yeah. almost always universally every video game movie and has there was sucked. One, uh, the Assassin's, Assassin's Creed movie Assassin's Creed. I just yeah. watched that recently as well. What do you think? It was as a as an avid <laughs> Assassin's Creed fan. I was not that impressed. Yeah, I feel like just pacing wise, it could have been. You know, that's a big thing. I think with movies, comparison to video games, video games you have hours upon hours upon hours of gameplay. Right. Even if it's only an eight to twelve hour game, and you're like, okay, you know, that's not a long video game. But think about that in terms of being crunched into a movie. That's not that long of a time span. No. And so what ends up happening is you get so many time constraints and so many limitations that you end up kind of losing out on the essence of what made those stories and what made those games, um, what made those games translate so well to people. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And and so I don't know. uh, It's always nice to know that there's someone who's attached to the project directing it or helping be an executive producer who's very attached to the property and says, oh, this is a big part of my life. Yeah. But, you know, that happens in every video game movie or every, you know, adaptation. I was like, oh, well, it's super important to me. And then, you know, uh, (coughs) Dragon Ball Universe comes out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) You know, and and it's, it's good credibility when he says that he grew up on it. He grew up and he wants to do justice to this. So yeah, it is. Um, it, it's important, especially for a lot of people, because no matter what, honestly, if even if he does a great job, even if he does a bad job, whatever, there's always going to be critics. And yeah, especially for video games. Someone's always going to be like, oh, I think it sucked. Right. Even though it was good or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, there's always yeah. going to be a critic. So he has to deal with Metal Gear fans, film fans, you know, like yep. it's just a lot that he has to go through. So I give him credit for actually taking on the role. What do we got next? So next up is uh, Kojima news. So it's uh, Kojima shares teasing pictures of a 3D scanning session. So Kojima shared some pictures of a uh, photo, uh, ooh, photo, photogrammetry session. <laughs> Completely butchered that word, even though I just practiced it. Going on at the studio using 3D scanning. It looks like he's capturing a female actress, as you can see, an out-of-focus reflection in the mirror on the fourth photo. So for those of you guys that uh, are, uh, you know, well, we don't have a picture of it, but if you go to the Metal, you know, the Metal Gear Informer website, you can see the pictures that are shared of um, the session. And a lot of them are very uh, artsy, very just kind of hinting at things to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the article continues, Kojima already stated that there will be a female character in Death Stranding, but so far he hasn't detailed what kind of role this character will have, or who will be playing her. There isn't much we can get out of these images, but they're fun to look at nonetheless. So um, I think that's a, a big deal where uh, these kind of hinting at things to come, yeah. especially I think with E3, E3 around the corner, maybe uh, Kojima will start to talk about, oh, well, you know, uh, we have this person in the in the mix now, the same right. way he introduced the characters previously. Yeah, yeah. And he said that he was starting off small, but now it seems like it's a bigger team. Uh, it's, it's more focused, you know, so um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Speaking of, um, you have something to say? No, no, no. no? I was uh, uh, speaking of, um, of uh, PT. I mean, not PT. 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 Wow, wow, that's oh, very off topic. Um, well, actually, you know, I have a speculation. Mm-hmm. The female character maybe is uh, the fetus's mom. Oh, perfect. Fetus Reedus's mom. Fetus Reedus. Confirmed. Fetus Reedus shirts. Still want to print those. Um, so you'll be able to use vehicles in Death Stranding. In an interview with a PlayStation blog held during RTX Sydney. Kojima answers some questions about Death Stranding. Most of the information res- resulting from this is already known, but Kojima did give one new concrete detail. With regards of freedom you have in the game, as an example of this freedom, he stated that you can get into vehicles if you want to. He said, quote, you have a lot of freedom of choice to do what you want to do, and you can get in vehicles and so on. 
if you are a fighter, there's plenty of opportunity for that. If you are not the type of player, uh, there are other ways to play the game. I can't really say much more, of course, but <laughs> it's an open world action game that's very intuitive to play. Once you get into the world and start ex- start to explore more, we're hoping there's something there you've never seen before. Um, open world game. I mean, yeah, it makes it makes it kind of kind of uh, outlines a very huge ambition for uh, what Death Stranding w- should be or what they want it to be. Yeah. When you think about the fact that it's like you you know what Hideo Kojima has done in the past with all mm-hmm. of his video games, and he's like, oh well, this one's going to be an open world, by the way, and you right. can kind of play it how you want to. If you want to, you know, go into vehicles and drive through things and or blow things up, you can do that. But, you know, there's another approach. There's always another approach, yep. which I think is very Assassin's Creed inspired. Yeah. A lot yeah. of, you know, a lot of games are kind of tote that kind of same attitude where it's like, you know, there's a there's an explosive way to do it and there's a subtle way to do it. 100 percent. Um, And I think that's 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 huge, Um, especially considering it's like the way the game is set up with uh, such a kind of an all star cast of like very important uh, yeah, famous yeah, people. Yep. So that means you have to get a lot of motion capture done and have a lot yeah. of different things. You know, what's it going to look like if he crashes the car? How's yeah. he going to react if he does this or does that? So it's, it's very ambitious and it's Extremely. kind of exciting. You know, you want to use it. Um, maybe there'll be airplanes. Who knows? Uh, well, vehicles? It, yeah. Like, come on. If you get into he an said airplane it's very different. And, and fly around and, you know, shoot things and blow stuff up. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What else we got? Um. So speaking of all-star cast of Death Stranding, Mads Mikkelsen got lost when Kojima tried to tell him the plot of Death Stranding. Now, if 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 all Hideo Kojima gave him was the just the you know the little teaser trailers that he gave us, I mean, I'd be lost too. Uh, yeah. I'll but if he's to, explaining yeah. it and he's lost, I'm worried. You know, it's like a little yeah. scary. It's like maybe it's, it's kind of, maybe it's a lot, but we'll see. You know. And and you know he does this with his video games. He does that a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or maybe he's just throwing confusing details at him. Who right. Knows? Yeah, yeah. So in a video being uh, recorded by someone attending the Saudi Comic-Con in uh, Jeddah, I think that's pronouncing that correctly. Yet again, don't know. <laughs> uh, Mads Mikkelsen talked briefly about his involvement in Death Stranding and meeting uh, Kojima to work on the project. Qu- uh, uh, quote, he was trying to tell me the whole plot of the game, unquote, Mads said, quote. And it's so elaborate that, I mean, I got lost, but I really wanted to learn more, unquote. He also talked a bit about the motion capture, how it was different from what he usually does, but Kojima made him feel at really at home and relaxed. Someone from the audience asked if he had heard a rumor about Emma Stone being involved in the game, uh, to which Mads responded, I don't know about that, but I really like that rumor. That's a <laughs> lovely rumor. Uh, Mads was impressed by Kojima's brand new workplace and all the clever people working there. And he went on to say, I went to his office in Tokyo a month ago, and it's absolutely fantastic what he's doing there. So I think that's kind of interesting that uh, he didn't really say no to Emma right, Stone yeah, working yeah. on it. No. And I think he's worked extensively on it. Like from what it looks like, he looks like the antagonist of the game. He does. Yeah. So I would think if he's the antagonist of this game and you don't know who's in it, I think that's kind of misleading. I think he doesn't want to say who's in it. Yeah. Um, and also then we're seeing the motion capture of uh, a female uh, you know, character that's going to be in the game. So right. I don't know. Maybe she's in it. Maybe she's not. Yeah. So or maybe, maybe he's not the antagonist. I think I've read not. something that he's not. I can't remember. I can't confirm it. So I'm not going to say like yeah. confirmed. But, but that's how it looks. Yeah. It's it how, it, look, you know, yeah. going off of what we've seen so far. Right. Um, but I think I think it would be kind of interesting if Emma Stone wasn't it because that's yet right. another like kind of A-lister uh, a Hollywood yeah. celebrity kind of person mm-hmm. that you wouldn't expect to see in a Hideo Kojima video game. No, I mean, uh, I would never expect Norman Reedus. And I mean, we yeah, are. like seriously. So, so uh, I think maybe there's a lot of cool things to come out of that. And maybe he's yeah. 
maybe he doesn't know. Maybe it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, we're going to film all your scenes separate from everyone right, else. Right. You know? Yeah. Where it's like that kind of a deal. Because at the same time, he doesn't have to meet all the people he's working with. Of course not. So you all know, he technology. knows is maybe maybe all he knows is character names. Right. He's like, I don't know who's playing that. <laughs> yeah, I but no I mean, it is a lovely rumor. Yeah, so. it is. Um, so this news I love because uh, it goes dear dear to me from uh, back in Metal Gear Solid Four days, which if you're watching the video, you can see right here. So fans get Metal Gear Online Two working on official firmware. So Metal Gear Online Two was fairly popular. Uh, multiplayer component of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots until the servers were closed on June 12, 2012, which was a very sad day. Uh, since then, fans have kept the game alive on private servers through custom firmware, but now the people of Save MGO also managed to get it working on official firmware, meaning everyone with a PS3 and a flash drive containing the right data will be able to play the game. Below is their announcement. Uh, they said, I'm proud to announce that we are here at we here at Save MGO finally made MGO2 working on official firmware, along with infamous 1.3 uh, 1.36 update. He said, This means that anyone on official firmware, meaning any console, will soon be able to play MGO2. This is accomplished by restoring a custom backup from USB. This method uses files of spoof MGO4 game data version 2.0 the to circumvent the trophy update and to replace the urls within the game to connect to our servers he goes on and on about a lot of stuff that i just don't understand about uh <laughs> usb flash drives and all these things but what an amazing thing i really hope Kunami, Kunami doesn't <laughs> put down the hammer of god yeah on that yeah yeah like update. the ban hammer of like yeah. wrath on their uh on their poor little company yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a pretty huge deal, though, and it's pretty it ambitious is. to like get that going. Seriously, you know, yeah. that takes a lot of work. That's a lot of hard work and dedication. If you're gonna shut them down, at least hire them so they can do it for you. Uh, yeah, like come on, come on. yeah, like do that. Um, I'm excited. I I don't have a PS3. I do have access to one. I could probably get one, but um, I'm gonna definitely try it, and I'll yeah. and I'll know yeah. probably in like two episodes or more to see if it works. Yeah, there's also a video that you can watch. Just go to Game Informer, uh, Game Metal Gear Informer .com. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's next? So next, Hideo Kojima visited Guerrilla Games to work on the Decima engine. Now, this is something that we've heard about a lot. The Decima yeah. engine being used in Death Stranding. Um, and Horizon Zero Dawn. And in Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so a few days ago, Kojima flew to the Netherlands to visit Guerrilla Games in Amsterdam. As we know, Kojima Productions and Guerrilla are collaborating on the Decima engine with Kojima even setting up a satellite studio within Guerrilla Games. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, they are currently looking for programmers to work there. So, you know, put in your applications, boys. Yeah. Uh, the Decima engine has proven itself to be a very competent engine capable of generating incredibly rich open worlds while maintaining a steady performance, which would be a, a huge deal for a game like yeah. Death Stranding being open world. Oh, yeah. Um, Guerrilla's latest game, Horizon Zero Dawn, was just uh, released to critical acclaim and visually its own its own of most of the market... Whoa. I read that wrong. And visually, it's own of the most market of most stunning games currently on the market. Sorry. Kojima did not give any concrete concrete details as to what was discussed during his uh, visit, but his personal assistant, Ayako, tweeted out the following. Um trying to see where the tweet is, and I don't see it. Um discussing from Horizon to our future. Mm. And there's a picture of uh, Kojima in the offices of Guerrilla Games and uh Seeing what's you know happening there, it looks like they're discussing something. Yeah. Um. 
And apparently, they had a, a Street Fighter competition over there. Oh, uh, nice. With Kojima uh, competing against uh, um, uh, Herman Hulst, the managing director at Guerrilla Games. He says, uh, and they're playing on a Street Fighter arcade machine. Yeah. He says, this was five minutes of versus mode. The rest of the day was collaborative mode on the Decima engine. I'll let Hideo <laughs> Kojima say who won, though. So, <laughs> I mean, we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I think that's kind of a big deal. The fact that he's so working. So he's working so much hand in hand with um, mm-hmm. with uh, the, the team over in Guerrilla Games and with their, their the director over there. Um, I think that might say a lot for maybe Guerrilla Games' influence on what Death Stranding could become. Yeah, and so far Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is an amazing game. Uh, it's I'm, I'm only a few hours into it now, but it's such a fantastic game and maybe credit to the engine as well. So just imagine what uh, Death Stranding could be. Yeah, it uh, could be super impressive. Oh, yeah. All right, so moving on, uh, Dennis Dyack says, there's a chance for Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes on the Switch. In 2004, Kojima Productions collaborated with Canadian studio Silicon Knights to create a remake of the original Metal Gear Solid on Nintendo GameCube called Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes. The remake added gameplay mechanics to the Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty and cutscenes directed by Rehu Kitamura to the game as well as recorded dialogue in higher quality. Despite many fans disliking these changes, the game was met with positive reception and remains one of the more sought-after GameCube titles. Uh, recently, a Twitter user asked Dennis Dyack, former president of Silicon Knights, whether there will be any chance of the game appearing on the Nintendo's newest gaming system, the Switch. And his reply was a simple but affirmative yes. Um, I have the Switch. I've been playing The Legend of Zelda. We'll yeah. talk about that. The during... one game that you can play currently on the Switch. Currently, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will talk about that in Dakota Conversation, but um, that would be amazing. So for me... It, it means a lot because the way I started playing Metal Gear was um, I started with Metal Gear Solid 2, right, in the uh, PlayStation 2. And then I played a few of them, like the Nintendo ones in the past. can't really remember them when I played them at that time and then I played yeah, them again. Yeah. But then um, I had the choice whether to save up and I, I've told the story before, but whether to save up and get um, uh, a PlayStation 2, yeah. right, or uh, get Twin Snakes. <laughs> Obviously... <laughs> Uh, everyone was just like, dude, because I had the GameCube, right? And I wanted to get the PlayStation 2. So um, everyone was like, dude, get the PlayStation, save up for the PlayStation 2, just wait out. I'm glad I didn't wait because getting Twin Snakes uh, was the decision I made. And it was was such a fantastic game. I can see why people don't like it towards the original. Um, The original is amazing. It's fantastic. It's great. You know, but Twin Snakes did something... Um, I'm I'm a very techie guy, you know. We both are. We're both yeah. audio nerds, you know, visuals, all that. And it does that in the game. It took a game that was already masterful in its cutscenes and and in film, and it just made it better. You know, it, the audio was clearer. Uh, certain dialogues changed throughout the game, but it also created a lot of things. Imagine that on the go, you know, with the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah. The Nintendo Switch is, is is a great hardware right now. It doesn't have great. Uh, um, software support right now, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know just developers. It's very fresh. And stuff. It's very fresh. And very fresh. Coming yeah. off of the the heels of the previous Nintendo consoles, where develop third party developers kind of shied away from it. So right. coming back into it now, I think we're gonna. It's gonna take a while, but the Switch's library will get up there. But to see, to know that Twin Snakes will be a part of that, that would be amazing. That that's yeah. that's huge. One hundred percent. So what's next? Next, um, close up Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zero's premium package. 
So on March 20th, 2014, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes was released in Japan. Aside from the regular version and a limited edition, a premium package was sold through Amazon, available for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. Why no Xbox One, love? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, you know, they show a couple pictures of the, the packaging, and it looks impressive. It's very impressive, to say the yeah. least. And so the box it comes with, uh, the box it comes in looks great. Dark and stylish with a Shinkawa drawing of Big Boss printed in a shiny silver. The back features the same artwork, but without any text or logos, which is nice because sometimes you get really good artwork. And, you know, there's text and logos over it and you don't really like how it looks. So it's nice to get that same thing. Inside are two neatly stacked boxes, one with a figure and one with other items. So the figure included is the Ground Zero's uh, Revel Tech Snake by Yamaguchi. These uh, figures are known for their articulation, which means you can display them in all kinds of poses. It also comes with plenty of accessories to further customize it, including a, a set of night vision goggles, the eye droid, multiple hands, nice. and even a red exclamation mark. Wow. You can move Snake's eyes as well by rotating his head, which is kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> and they, they show a couple pictures of it. It looks amazing. I mean, like, seriously amazing. But I think I don't think anyone would ever open it. They oh, probably yeah, just yeah, leave yeah. it in the box. Just probably leave it. So even more impressive is it also comes with a novel retelling the events of Peace Walker, written by Hitori Nojima, a pseudonym for Kenji Yano, who now works at the new Kojima Productions. Right. It's a pocket-sized paperback book about the size of a PlayStation 4 case, but obviously a lot thicker. And it contains all of the, the, the entire story and some amazing, amazing illustrations uh, by Yoji Shinkawa, created specifically for the book. So you can't really see this anywhere else except for the book. Um, so, and also responding to fan pressure, pressure, Konami released a separate version of the book as well that has a different cover and the illustrations are in black and white. Um, the book that comes with the premium package, however, has full color prints. Uh, nice for those unable to read Japanese and sh- as Shinkawa's drawings are always a treat. Yeah. And they show these like amazing, phenomenal, phenomenal drawings of like all the artwork. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things about Metal Gear Solid is you always love the artwork. The artwork, yeah. Like it's, it's something that people uh, look at but don't really look at because a lot of people think of the True. game and the gameplay and all these things, but um, it has a unique style. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very unique. It's very open and flowish, almost watercolor like mm-hmm. right, sometimes. You right. know, um, um, yeah, that's great. Uh, uh, lots of premium packages. I think they com- they've been out for every game that's uh, come out for Metal Gear, like all the mainline games. Um, I have the Metal Gear Solid One premium package, uh, yeah. and all these. I think they usually all come out in Japan and stuff. You just yeah. gotta get them imported. So they're all fantastic. They're all they're all really good. Um, if you're a collector and you you know you collect all these things, I'm kind of a collector. Not I don't go too much to try to get those premium packages. Yeah, because you know, you we, know have, we have bills to pay. Right, life so, is lives to live. <laughs> exactly. But um, uh, those premium packages are definitely key. Absolutely. So the last piece of news that we got is Kojima will be speaking at next month's Tribeca Tribeca Film Festival. The Tribeca Film Festival is a yearly event taking place in New York City since 2002. This year, it will recognize video games as well, and among the three keynote speakers is none other than Hideo Kojima. In his presentation, he'll talk about what's next for him, as well as what the influence of cinema on his work according to the schedule on the official Tribeca website. Update. This specific information has been changed to the simple announcement that there will be a conversation with Hideo Kojima. Kojima will ta- uh, will talk, uh, Kojima's talk will take place on April 29th at 5.30 p.m. Um, yeah, Tribeca Film Festival. We live in New York. We know all about it. Yep. It's it's huge. Um, you know, lots of up and coming or even people that have been doing it for years mm-hmm. um, uh, tune into this thing and also submit to this uh, yeah. to this festival. Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. It's a huge part. I know a few of our friends who've 
who've been in Tribeca Film Festivals, yeah. um, whether it is with like audio things and stuff. But it's great that they're also introducing video games to this because video games is another form of media. Yeah, and, and it's art. it's become very very cinematic Absolutely, to the point yeah. where like you know video games are literally movies at this point. The, yeah, the depth of story and characters and actions that happen. So you know. It, it's good to see it being represented uh, with such respect because yeah. people always look at it as such a childish and immature uh, art form. And it's not. And it's not. And it's very deep. There's a lot of stories to be told and a lot of amazing things that happen. Yeah. Uh, for all your Metal Gear Solid and Hideo Kojima news, tune in to MetalGearInformer.com. You can go in there and they have, I mean, they're, they're great. You know, they, they've supported us. Uh, we're still on their website, thank God. <laughs> you know, uh, so they've they've definitely supported us over the years um, and a few months that we've been doing this. But um, yeah, so check out MetalGearInformer.com for more Metal Gear Solid and Hideo Kojima news. The Codec Conversation. So the Codec Conversation uh, this time around, it's not going to be Metal Gear centric uh, based, but it's instead going to have um what are we playing and what's happening <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> brought to you by snickers now nah, but uh, <laughs> um so what are you playing danny um well so funny story uh with destiny 2 just being announced yes uh which i'm actually kind of excited for because for a while i was over destiny they put really good trailer too a really good trailer yeah. really hilarious trailer um, which someone they soloed out Zavala's parts and Cade Six's parts into two separate trailers. Right, right. Which I think is I saw that. amazing. I saw. Um, so they announced the trailer, and I was like, I was over it. Like, I did the Taken King thing, and I was, you know, I enjoyed that. But like, I got kind of tired of it, so I stopped playing. And then I eventually I canceled my Xbox Live. I was like, well, I only play to play Destiny. So right. I was like, why am I going to keep paying for this? Um, then I saw the trailer, and then I was like, eh, I'm not done with destiny after all so i reactivated my so this is what happened i turned my X, X, xbox for the first time this year i turned it on oh my gosh and um crime. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like hey you can get xbox live gold for one dollar this month and i was like that's a sign from god <laughs> right, that i yeah. need to reactivate my xbox live yeah so i went and i repaid a dollar to reactivate my xbox live um and then I was like, well, I'm going to buy Rise of Iron because that's the point of this. Right. So I went and I spent like the 30 bucks, bought Rise of Iron, and then I started playing it. And I beat the campaign today, which is, I mean, it was super short. Nice. But like, I'm, you know, I'm getting back into the grind of the whole Destiny thing. So yeah, yeah. what I've been playing lately is, uh, so yeah, Destiny, Rise of Iron on my Xbox, waiting until I guess Destiny 2 comes out, which now it's coming out so for, for PC. PC. So, so I'm super excited. Yeah. But my new question is, does that mean they're going to reissue the first Destiny for PC? later on maybe maybe and that would if they maybe. do that i will literally i will rebuy the first destiny for pc just to grind through it all on pc right. and also remember that it's still exclusively like things on playstation, PlayStation 4, yeah you know, i mean so. you know they can suck it i don't care whatever <laughs> as long as i have a destiny like i know on PC. There's, there's still things in, on xbox that xbox people don't have that playstation yeah. has yeah. you know so they still do that i know like, like two weapons or something yeah I it's heard. always like two weapons and like a multiplayer map and then yeah, one yeah. mission right or right. something like that yeah um so I've been playing that, and then I've been playing Shadow of Mordor because uh, yes. I got that for like five bucks. And when I saw the Shadow of War trailer, I was like, I kind of have to get this. Fantastic trailer! Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, like yeah. with the dragons and everything. Yeah. Once I when I saw like, the dragon, I was like, Oh, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, sixty bucks. Okay, yeah. here you go. Here it is. Uh, so I've been playing that Shadow of Mordor. Um, and once I beat that, I'm probably gonna play through all three Bioshocks because I got the remaster for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing steal. I mean, it's amazing how little you spend money when you play on the PC sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but then all your money goes to PC parts. So who knew? 
Um, so I've been playing. I'm gonna play through all of those, and then I'll probably get back into The Witcher Three. Uh, wow, that's a long game. Yeah, Let me I'll, just tell I'll, you that I'll finish in a year or two. All right, now. yeah. <laughs> it took me. It took me almost a whole year to finish. Uh, um, The Witcher Three because yeah. it's just it's just a really long game. Yeah, it's so long. Um, so in an episode uh, 176, I'll let you know. All right, yeah. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> um, so for me, uh. I've been playing the Switch. I, I got the Switch. The Switch. Yeah, the Switch. The Switch. The the one two Switch. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the commercial, but it's super corny. I have not seen the commercial. It's very corny and they snap their fingers oh, all the time. Um, but I've been playing that and it's it's been pretty cool. Um it the thing about it though is that there's not much support for the system itself. Yeah. Right. There's no like YouTube, Netflix and stuff, which is essentially what you want to see on yeah. it, right? Um, I mean, how can you Netflix and chill if all you own is a Nintendo Switch? Come on, guys. Exactly. Come, come on. on. Come on, Nintendo. So, come on. so the thing about it is Zelda is phenomenal. I've never played a Zelda in my life. Yeah. So That's um, sad. It's That's sad. That's really sad. It's, it's, it's sad. But I'm glad that I waited to this one because this one's <laughs> phenomenal. Like, this one's so good. Like, it has me. It's pulling me back, you know. Um, I'm playing a plethora of games. Uh, so the Nintendo Switch. The, the plethora uh, of one game. Well, yeah, obviously, because that game is large. Yeah, yeah, My no, gosh. absolutely. So I just got all the towers. If you don't know, you got to collect these. You got to climb these towers and like to open up the map, kind of like an Assassin's Creed. It's like the Forge Towers in Shadow of Mordor. Exactly. Little, just like that. And then, yeah, like the eagle thing in Assassin's Creed. Right. So it, obviously just doing mechanics like that, but differently. The thing about Zelda in this game is that it's it's changing the way open world is. Like you could climb anything. Yeah. You know, like anything. It, it just breaks the barriers like. If you can see something, you can go to it. Yeah. You know, which The Witcher did that too. You know, you can see something, you can go to it, right? Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. certain games like Assassin's Creed, like if you see it, you can't really go to it. There's probably like you a wall. You haven't unlocked that memory yet. Oh, right. For people I, who play Assassin's Creed, you yeah, know you, you know what I'm talking that. about. Yeah, <laughs> you know so it's like about. it limits you. Horizon is, is, isn't like that, but, um, you know, you can go to it, obviously, and it opens up the, the map for you, yeah, yeah. which is another game I'm playing now, but it opens up the map for you right away, for, right from the start. Which it does in in Legend of Zelda as well. It's almost so. like uh, Elder Scrolls, but Zelda. Right, but Zelda aspect, which, which is, is pretty nuts. similar. That's pretty nuts, though. Yeah, it's exactly. Very open world. Yeah. So, um, great game. I've been playing Horizon. I'm not that deep into it, so I can't talk too much of it. And of course, I won't spoil anything. But very great game, like right from the get. You know, it's amazing game. Um, Guerrilla Games really hit it off the park. I'm a huge Killzone fan, like yeah, from the yeah, past. Yeah. Um, the only one I didn't like was uh, Shadow Four or Shadow something. It was the the, the third one, fourth one, fourth one. I didn't that, even know it was or the fourth third. One. I can't remember, but it came out for PS4. It was a PS4 launch game. Yeah, and it was okay. It wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, but uh, the ones for PlayStation Two love those. Yeah, no, it was incredible. I remember playing the first one, and I was like, well, "What is this? This is yeah, nuts. So this good. This is nuts." But anyway, they they knocked it out the park. Um, I'm playing Resident Evil Seven. Going through that, I, I just finished like a few boss fights, and let me just tell you, that game is scary, but it's so good. I'm a wimp, so I'll never play it. <laughs> it's like it's, I'll, I'll, I will, I will probably like if we ever do like a let's play thing. Yeah, yeah. And then like we, will, I would probably do it. Then I'll sacrifice my own like <laughs> dignity to do this it's, and my dude, shorts it's, to do it. But it's so good. I'll never man. play it on my own. It the way I play it is I first put my wife to sleep. <laughs> right i'll tuck her in and then i'll cowardly go to my living room yeah, yeah. put my headphones on turn off all the lights it, obviously it's the night and just uh and just play you have and, balls and for that it well i don't because because it's i'm still scared <laughs> so <laughs> I, i'm still scared and 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 it it's crazy because 
the way it messes with you in your mind and it's like man i don't even know what's happening yeah, like yeah it's not only like jump scare scary it's also like like i'm confined in this small space with this creature or this thing or whatever it is um and i have to figure out a way to get out kill it or anything and then like what's scary about it is like i have zero bullets yeah, you know it's yeah. it's it's very reminiscent to like classics like fear or you know, it's it's oh, action. Fear, fear was very action. Action. Oh, very action. You had bullets all the time. All the time, right? So but this is different. Yeah. So what what I like about it is that the, the way that is fear is that it messes with your mind. You know, like oh okay, you know, like yeah. slow motion parts or whatever and stuff. Or like when you turn but, a corner and there's a little girl running after you. And you're right. Like, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. yeah that's like fear wasn't as scary. It was more actiony. Yeah. More yeah, than anything, yeah, yeah. but also um has aspects of like Slender Man and and oh, all yeah, these absolutely. games. That, yeah. Yeah. So. It, it it has a lot of those elements, but it just does it right. You know, it's it's very cool. The story and the pacing, it, it works. It's very Metroidvania-ish where you got to go to something to get that, to open yeah. another thing, to yeah. go backtrack. So it's a lot of backtracking, which I'm not too much of a fan of, but I like it here because it does it in a way where it doesn't. It's like, oh, I got to go all the way back. <laughs> you know, like So in, now the question is, would you play this in VR? So I don't have VR, yeah, but I definitely want to play in VR. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you see the video? There's a video of a guy. He's he basically did what you did. He's in his uh, house alone, and he has like you know the the headset on, the yeah, VR yeah, goggles, yeah. and he's playing it, and he starts screaming, like screaming, like terrified, like he's being murdered, right? And he's like shaking in his chair, and he's like screaming, oh my gosh. like having a freaking panic attack. And then his, uh, I guess his wife or whoever uh-huh. comes into the room, grabs him, and he freaks out even more, and they take it off him. They're like, you can't play this. You need to stop <laughs> playing this. You need I've to never stop seen that. Yeah, this is a video that's it's sort of like that. It's is hilarious. That's great. And she's I like, you, you need to stop. Like, you need to stop. You, you can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be you. That would probably be me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I still gotta, I still gotta finish the game. Uh, there's just, I'm still so very, yeah. like, I'm not that far into the game, but I've been playing a little bit of that. A little bit of other things like Titanfall Two. I've been yeah, playing yeah, Saints yeah. Row Four. Like, goodness, that's yeah. an old game. Yeah. So I've been, I've been going back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, lots of old games and just trying to, trying to like my, my backlog has been getting better. Yeah. Um, but then I keep buying games and then it gets, and then your backlog gets bigger and that's basically what happens to me. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get these four games. And then it's like, you know, 18 games later. Right. Cause sales on, you know, steam sales, G2A sales, all of those sales. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. And then you gave me like metal gear. So I Uh, was like, I have, I have to beat that. (laughs) I beat ground (laughs) zeros. I have to beat Phantom Phantom Pain. Pain, Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of that too. There's a lot. Um, what else? Uh, in other nerd news, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, season the seven, the trailer. Seven. Goodness, a- I watched it. I remember I was on my way to work and I watched yeah. it without sound. And then I went home and I watched it with sound and I almost cried. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cry. Yeah. But it's just it's. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like, it's it's gonna be just an epic epic season. It sucks. It's a little shorter, you know, yeah, and then yeah, it's, it's yeah. coming out in July. Usually we'll get Game of Thrones right now. Yeah, we'll have it now. You know, but uh, we got to Actually, like this Sunday would probably be the this first Sunday, Sunday probably, yep, of absolutely. Game of Thrones. That's right. That's that, right. Ugh, it's unfortunate. But we just got to wait. Yeah. Um. What else in nerd culture? Um. Oh, well, we talked about the Tribeca Film Festival. Yes. Um, and also who uh, uh, San, uh, Ken Levine is uh was also going to be rational from irrational yeah. we worked on the bioshock series yeah which is even though irrational is now uh unfortunately i believe def- yeah. defunct yeah. and he gave the property away to 2k games i believe mm-hmm. um but that's kind of amazing that he's going to be there as well because yeah. he's another big storyteller um and also the developer i mean the person who wrote for alan wake i've I, his name escapes me right now i think it's sam sam something 
Um, Sam something. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And he's also going to be there. Max so kinda, Payne. He yeah. did Max Payne and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's like, those are three very big cinematic kind of writers when it, mm-hmm. comes, when it comes to video game culture and the way the storytelling has affected the future of video games and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of huge uh, for the fact that it's like, um, what news are we going to get from these people? What yeah. are we going to hear about? Yeah. Is it just going to be an informative thing or are they going to say like, hey, also we're working on this. Right. I'm yeah. very, because I love Bioshock. I yeah, love the, yeah, the so story and the mythology Virgin. of Bioshock, the you know the big daddy concept and everything like that. Um, so I'm extremely curious as to what Ken Levine is going to talk about. I hope there's a new IP in the works that they can say, hey, yeah. you know, maybe he'll announce something. Hey, we're working on something. And hopefully mm-hmm. it's and maybe it'll be t- sort of different from the vein of Bioshock, but similar in the storytelling vein. It's something that I really kind of hope and look forward to yeah. hearing about. Yeah. Especially with E3 coming in, in the months. Right. We E3 know we're going to have here. a ton of oh, yeah. new IPs introduced and yeah. new console stuff talked about. Um, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be huge. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we're doing other games and stuff in, in our Metal Gear Solid podcast uh, during that week, I want to do like kind of like shorter uh, videos or podcasts like just um you know, stating what happened that day. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. conferences, like Microsoft conferences on Sunday this time yeah. and stuff. So we'll probably have an episode then, Monday, Tuesday, you know, just every day. Maybe just, try to get them up that day too. Right, see yeah, if we yeah. Can push something out, maybe a live stream it. For sure, yeah, we can try. Figure something out. We'll figure something out, um, Because, sure. you know, sometimes you don't really have uh, the time to go through all these conferences and the best way to get the news is to just, you know, find people that are talking about it. So right. it would be awesome. You know, we want to help be a place where, you guys can come and ch- find out video game yeah. news, you know, even if it's not centric to Metal Gear or Metal Gear related. But there will also whatever Death Stranding or Metal Gear Survive news that comes out from E3 this year will definitely be all over 100 percent, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add aside from, you know, thank you guys for, yeah, for listening, of course. Absolutely. You, know, you have anything to add? Um, Other than uh, just like you said, thanks and uh, please, if you guys have any questions or comments and or if you kind of like hearing us talk about things that aren't always Metal Gear centric, definitely let us know. I mean, we... I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> uh, thank you for listening and watching our podcast. <laughs> Remember, our podcast comes out every Tuesday. Just search for Under the Cardboard Box uh, on any podcast service, of course. Mm-hmm. And consider supporting us on Patreon.com slash UCB podcast to make this mother base grow. Uh, supporting us unlocks audio and video content before anyone else. And if you have no money, we usually say, no problem. So we break down the Metal Gear news and the Coda conversation each and every week and post a full episode on YouTube every Friday. Come join us for our sometimes, maybe, weekly Twitch stream <laughs> happening every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern sometimes Standard maybe Time. maybe on some Thursdays in some any Thursdays. given month. I'll try to do it this, yeah. this Thursday. I'll try. We'll see. Uh, time to ca- uh, uh, Standard Time. And you can catch that on Twitch TV slash under the cardboard box, all one word. And just like you were saying, want questions comments or concerns uh it can be featured in the next codec conversation just email us at under the cardboard box at gmail.com so also like our facebook page and join our community group just search for us and become part of the discussion lastly stay in touch with us by following us on twitter at ucb podcast for even more under the cardboard box and metal gear slash hirokojima solid news (laughs) (laughs) danny the iron tusk himself yeah, Iron Tusk, Watchmen, interchangeable. 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 Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, thank again. you for having me again. You, you're, you're, you're great, man. Thank you. I try. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, fans, thank you for for listening and watching. 
Uh, we will definitely have an episode for you maybe next week. I don't Hopefully, know. Maybe um, something like that. Let's see how our schedule works. Yeah. But uh, it's it's been great. And again, you know, thank you for those fans that have definitely reached out and and said like, hey, we want we want more Metal Gear and, and podcasting yeah, like, from you guys. Thanks so. for sticking by us through the hiatus and, you know, me being here, you know, yep. and all of this and being supportive always. It's awesome. It's awesome to see that kind of community come out of this this channel. 100%. And yeah, we're going to venture out into more games and talk about more things. You know, uh, Danny's here for that. He plays a ton of games yeah. as well. So uh, we'll be looking into other things. So if you have other, uh, you know, comments on other games and stuff, not just Metal Gear, yeah. uh, let us know. You know, we'll, we'll, answer them. we'll make maybe a little separate segment devoted to just things that aren't Metal Gear. We'll talk, take a few minutes to just talk about that. Yeah. Nothing, nothing huge. Don't worry. We're still a Metal Gear Solid podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but until then... See you next time. See ya. And that's our show.